This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1240, Real Speaking Models for New IELTS. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. Hear how the IELTS speaking exam really happens today as we give you model answers and handle examiner interruptions with cool, calm confidence. Listen and then practice like us. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get competent. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. Hey, Aubrey. Uh, welcome back. I just saw you yesterday. Yeah, welcome back to you. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome back to everybody. <laughs> welcome back, everyone. All right, guys. So yesterday on the show, we talked about how panic-inducing the IELTS speaking exam is now because the examiner has to be so strict with timing and has to interrupt you guys all the time. Um, and it's tricky. It's difficult Definitely listen yesterday because we have three tips for practicing ahead of time so you don't get freaked out on test day by these new rules. But yes. today, guys, we are going to show you what that looks like. Exactly right. We don't want it to be panic inducing. We want you to have all the preparation you need so that you're calm and confident on test day. All the tips we gave you yesterday will help you with that. And also hearing practice answers that are the correct time because you need to get a feel for how long these answers should be. Okay. Now I have my timer out. Aubrey, do okay. you have your timer out? We are yes. really focusing today, guys. I know sometimes in our sample answers, um, we just Aubrey talk. And I, we talk. <laughs> we really like to talk. And that's great because you learn a lot of ideas and vocab and great grammar structures. But today, guys, we're really going to be strict with each other with the timing. And I'm pretty sure we're going to have to interrupt each other. So um, in part one, so I'll briefly review what we talked about yesterday, guys. Part one is a total of four to five minutes, right? 11 questions. There are three groups of questions in part one. The first group, there's so many numbers, get ready. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the first group has three questions and it is about work or studies or home, hometown. The next two groups are, could be about anything, shopping, colors, trees, um, lakes, I don't know, <laughs> could be about anything, okay? They're like personal sort of daily topics, um, but you will have to answer two groups of questions, and each group has four questions in it. Oof. All right, so we're going to time this out. We're going to do one group for part one. 
And it really has to be no more than a minute and a half in total for this whole group of questions. Okay, so uh, I'm going to be the examiner first, Aubrey. Okay, are you ready? All right. I am ready. (laughs) (laughs) And so just Um, FYI, guys, this is a group two, so it's not going to be about work or study. It's those personal questions that you would be asked in that second group of questions. And it's one of my favorite topics, food. My favorite and not favorite. Favorite is food, not favorite is cooking. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Getting into examiner mode. Um, Let's move on to discuss food and cooking. What sorts of food do you like eating most? Dessert, anything with sugar, anything super sweet. I even like sugar, lots of sugar in coffee and chocolate, like a mocha. And then I always, with the entrees appetizers, I'm trying to limit how much I eat so that I always have room for dessert. Who normally does the cooking in your home? In the past, it was always me and I was over it. So I set up a schedule and now everyone who's old enough takes their turn. Everyone has their night and then we'll have like a night to go out. And it has saved my life. It has changed everything because now I know that it won't be me every day. And also the person who cooks never has to clean, which is always how it should be. So yeah, we made some big changes and it's so much better. Do you watch cooking programs on TV? I used to. We used to watch MasterChef Junior and the Great British Baking Show, but I feel like it's been at least two years since I've seen any cooking shows. So I don't know what the newfangled programs are. I um, haven't kept up on it. Thank you. Um, In general, do you prefer eating out or eating at home? Eating out. It's always better to not have to clean. And it's so fun to have a giant menu with a plethora of options to choose from and dessert, of course. So I can get a chocolate mousse or a creme brulee. Thank you. Okay. So guys, that was interesting. I didn't have to interrupt you on the first two questions um, because they were shorter than 40 seconds, right? Mm -hmm. But as, and this is going to happen on the test, guys. As you get to the end of the group and the timing grows shorter and shorter, that's usually when the examiner interrupts you, unless you're like going way beyond, right? In the first couple answers, you're usually going to be interrupted in the last couple answers because Mm -hmm. the examiner is eyeing the time and like, oh, getting to that minute and a half, have to wrap it up. Um, But I want you guys really to listen back to Aubrey's answers there. The intonation really stood out to me while I was listening. Um, I have so many mock speaking tests with students and their English is fantastic. The vocab is great. Grammar is awesome. And the thing is, they're not super expressive in English. And a lot of times they're not super expressive in their first language. You have to be super expressive on the test, even if you're not usually. So the best way to practice that is by mimicking So listen to Aubrey's answers and mimic, copy those out loud, even to the point where I'm interrupting on those last two two answers. So how did that feel for you, Aubrey, timing wise? Like, were you conscious of trying to speak shorter? Yeah, it was really tricky. And we know this giving speaking exams right now with these changes, but those final questions 
I've had so little time, but luckily I know that that's not affecting a score. So I wasn't stressed, but I can totally see students with such a short amount of time for those last two questions being thrown, feeling like, is this right? I had very little time to speak. And if you start feeling that question of like, either is the examiner doing something wrong or am I doing something wrong? Imagine the panic that can be created. So I think when you have a better idea of the timing and you know those final questions might be really short, your answers, because the examiner has to ask that fourth question. If mm -hmm. you're expecting it, then you can remain confident and not let that cause panic. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. As long as like really try to get to the specific details immediately, just like Aubrey did, right? Like in that third question about cooking programs, like you mentioned, you know, Great British Bake Off, baking show, whatever, like you got to the examples and specifics immediately. So I could hear that strong answer from the start, right? So that's another thing to keep in mind is like, go to the details right away. Oh, that's such a good point, especially for those final answers where you're not you won't have a lot of time left. If you're spending a lot of time on filler phrases, especially for, you know, answers that should be pretty easy, like what TV do you watch? Right. Then you're not ever going to get to the answer. And that yeah. could be a problem. Exactly. Totally. So like that first answer you gave was just a little over 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. And then the second answer was a bit longer. And I'm pointing that out because because it's tricky, guys. The examiner's job is tricky. Not every answer is the same exact length. You're going to have answers that are shorter, and then you have more time for other answers, right? So this guideline we're giving you of don't let yourself go over 40 seconds, we're not saying every answer has to be 40 seconds. Like, it, it can't be. Right. It can't be. Some answers have to be shorter. But in total, like your longest answer will be 40 seconds, right? But just in total for those four questions, minute and a half, right? That's mm -hmm. it. Okay? But the other right. tricky thing is don't let this make you think, oh, maybe some answers should only be a couple of words. Absolutely not. You still True. have to go into detail, right? You have to give something, show your fluency, let the examiner stop you rather than worrying about the time yourself and feeling like you need to cut something short. Get used to seeing that hand and hearing thank you and not letting it phase you rather than shortening really, really short answers yourself, right? Exactly, exactly. All right, guys. So after this short break, we will give you a model for what part three looks like on the IELTS exam. All right, everyone. So I loved that part one model. I thought it was so 100% what could happen on test day. It, w it went so well. And now we're going to try and do the same for part three. <laughs> yeah. So for this one, it's two and a half minutes in total for three questions. So you guys want to aim for no more than one minute per question. But again, if it's going too long, the examiner will stop you. Don't let that stress you out. Are you ready, Jessica? Yes. All right. <laughs> Now let's talk about science and invention. How does science influence people's lives? Wow, that is a very general question. Um, there are so many types of sciences that could influence our lives. There's environmental science that could change the way we um, are making cars and the types of cars we can't buy. Uh, for instance, the electric cars are becoming more common. And I think that changes the way we 
drive. That changes the way we handle our gas budgets for sure. And that also changes the way we plan our trips as far as where we can charge our cars. Um, But I would say the health sciences, the medical industry would impact our lives the most. Um, We can now live to longer ages. We don't have to worry as much about um, certain diseases that have been eradicated due to science. So I would... I would hazard to say that science changes our lives in almost every way these days. What can be done to improve scientific research? Honestly, I think the the capitalism has to be taken out of scientific research. Um, more specifically, the pharmaceutical industry is what comes to mind first because our greatest minds deserve to be paid well and really smart scientists and researchers they tend to go for the highest paying gigs which would be with pharmaceutical companies because that's what people pay so much for are these drugs right um and if being paid if a paycheck weren't a factor then our greatest scientific minds could actually be tackling the biggest problems like cancer right? Instead of researching ways to decrease male pattern baldness, instead of researching ways, more ways to kill pain, we have enough painkillers. Instead of spending our Thank time- Thank you. What are the effects of international cooperation in the field of science? Well, this goes to what I was saying before. If we could take the paycheck out, if we could take out um, the um, incentive to only make money and work for private companies, then there would be more international cooperation. Because as it stands now, the greatest minds are not sharing their discoveries with people from across the pond, as they say, or around the world. Thank uh, you. That is the end of the speaking test. <laughs> oh my gosh, wow, that good was so job. Hard. <laughs> it is so hard. Oh my goodness. But well done. Very well done, right? A minute for those first two questions. And then where there's only it can only be two and a half minutes in total. You have to be stopped in order to get at least 30 seconds for that third question, right? But you did a fantastic job. I want you guys to, of course, pay attention to the timing here. Listen to this again so you get a feel for about how long it is for a question to be a minute, an answer to be a minute. But so much good vocab to say I'd hazard to say band nine. You guys need to use this, right? It means like I'd go so far as to say or I'd venture to say, but I've never heard a student say this. I would hazard to say. So add that to your vocab notebook, guys, and use it. Go back and listen to how Jessica used it. And then eradicate as a verb to mean get rid of, eliminate, band nine. And gigs, right? To say a bunch of gigs and male, like the details to talk about male pattern baldness, just <laughs> the details. So impressive, right? So such the other thing I want to point out, you guys, these are difficult questions. These are questions that if you're not watching the news and thinking about these things, it would be very difficult to to really say something on topic that's pertinent, that makes sense with the vocabulary, like topic specific vocabulary. Clearly, yeah. Jessica had thought about this before, that capitalism should be taken out of this, that the paycheck shouldn't be the issue. You don't have time with part three. There's no time to think about it. And hmm, what do I think? And maybe capitalism right. should be. You have to have already had these thoughts. That's why it's so important to be filling your mind with ideas. 
Reading, 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 watching the news and documentaries. It's all part of your IELTS preparation. Um, so as a final note, guys, um, I just want to highlight how difficult the examiner's job is in this case, because a like I was thinking about this while you were talking just now, Aubrey, and the the reason why examiners are going to tend to stop you towards the end of the groups of questions is because we have to let you talk for the first few questions because it's like, if I stop you too soon and then your last answer's too short, then I get in trouble because I didn't let you speak enough. Mm. So we're always going to let you speak a bit more in the first few answers and interrupt you in the last few answers. You know, that just ha that has to be the way it is or else we're the examiners will get in trouble for not managing the time correctly. So very spot on models today, guys, of what could happen on the IELTS exam. Um, and we want to remind you guys that if you are ready to challenge yourself right now, we have a new me in 2023 challenge. It's a five day challenge that I made. It's super awesome. Every day you learn new English, you practice English vocabulary, you practice all four skills, listening, speaking, reading, writing. Um, and it's all about every day motivating yourself to be the best you in a different way. Um, health, mind, goal setting. It's all in there, guys. So sign up allearsenglish.com slash new 2023 and take that five day New Year's challenge. Yes. What a great way to jumpstart the year to get your motivation. Maybe you're in a little bit of a slump when it comes to IELTS prep. This is the way to boost that motivation, guys. Get in there. Check it out today. And the prices go up on that January 7th, guys. So get in now. Um, all right, Aubrey, thanks. This was fun. Yes, so fun. Awesome. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.